0: All right. Today is Friday, January 6th. Um, Happy January 6th to all who celebrate. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) But it's been a while. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We're back. Um, We're just going to hop right into the college football playoff. That is at the forefront of our minds as we spent a number of hours talking about college football this year. And uh, we had two of the best semifinal games. Probably ever, Um, especially when there have been a lot of lackluster semifinal games. So, we're going to start with the return of everyone's favorite segment, Never Nervous. And we're going to ask our Ohio State fan who said that Ryan Day could potentially be hot with a loss, a loss, but a very competitive loss as the ball dropped. Colin Parsh, are you nervous about the program? Is Is Ryan Day nervous about his job? And just, Instant reactions a week later from national champion or national semifinal game.
1: Uh, Yeah, I would say a lot less nervous about the program and Ryan day's job. If I was Ryan day, than I would have been even two weeks ago, forget after the mission game. But I think if you are going to be nervous about Ohio state, the nerves would come from recruiting. And the NIL stuff, which we saw happen on National Signing Day, a few guys got flipped because they were promised some money at some, specifically some SEC and ACC schools. We lost a running back, a corner. We lost uh, a former silent commit, the number one player in the country at some places, Caleb Downs to Alabama. A,
0: A silent commit, did you say?
1: Yeah. It's like B. John Robinson was once a silent committed OSU. It means you don't, you don't commit like out in the public, but like you silently commit to the program. You're like, Hey, like, I want to commit on this date. This date means X, Y, Z to me. But when I do, I'm going to pick you guys. So like a lot of guys, would do, like, out? well, you know, all you these guys flips. who are really well, you know, these guys who are well connected to the program, all these like writers and whatever, they'll come back months later. And if it doesn't work out, they'll be like, well, yeah, I remember that guy. He was a smile." like they'll, they'll talk about Bijan. They'll be like, remember when he was a silent commit, we all sat on it. And then he pushed his recruitment back and everyone was like, Oh shit, what's going to happen now. And then he ends up committing to Texas. They're like that. So Caleb Downs told Ohio state that if they could get him an NIL deal, especially in real estate, that he would go there and they couldn't, and they couldn't match the dollars. And then Jalen Wilson went to Georgia. He was a five-star. So as far as that goes, I would still be a little nervous about the program. But Ryan Day coaching-wise and the health of the program based on, like, on-field product, a lot less nervous than I was a few weeks ago. I mean, C.J. Stroud, he'll be gone by next year. So it's not like – but that was the best game he's played. That was, like, Justin Fields against Clemson-esque. I mean, Justin was a little better, obviously, and we got the win. But – I think that Georgia team is a lot better than that Clemson team Um, just lights out. And it was really disappointing because, you know, all we heard in the weeks leading up was like, CJ doesn't run. We need him to run this, that, and he breaks that huge run that you think would put us in field goal range. And I mean, if you asked me, I think there was like 40 seconds left, maybe a little less. If we were not going to get another yard and have to kick the 50 yarder, I would have said you were crazy, but that's what happens when a targeting knocks your best receiver, the best receiver in the country, one of the best receivers of all time in college football out of the game. Then it gets reversed, costs you four points. That was definitely a really tough call. Um, I mean, the fact that that he couldn't come back in the game with because he got concussed, but yet they still didn't get the targeting penalty to get the ball at the two is just two negatives that completely flipped the game and probably cost Ohio State the game. But overall, I mean... Great effort, probably one of the best coach games by Ryan Day in his tenure, and one of the best played, at least on the offensive side.
0: Um, I don't know if that was. I felt felt like that was more shoulder to shoulder than like a head. Well, if thing. you launch launching your shoulder
1: into another player's head, you because it doesn't have to be helmet to helmet. That they like someone tweeted out the targeting rule. If you launch yourself, even if you use the shoulder and you hit a defenseless guy in the head, it's still targeting.
0: I mean, it's a broken rule. Overall. Yeah, it's a terrible rule. That needs to I be just fixed. think
1: it sucks. It's it sucks yeah. because it's like he got the concussion, so we lose our best player. So you'd think, yeah. oh, we get the penalty to score, but it's like, no, you didn't get the penalty either. But he's still concussed. So it's yeah. like, how do how, get... yeah. uh... how did he get? Yeah, how did?
0: Unless you're on the Dolphins training staff. Yeah. him back out there. Um, But I don't know. You obviously watch more Ohio State than I do. The criticisms of Ryan Day and the play calling. I don't know if any of that has to do with not being – with being too conservative late in games or something like that. But the fake punt call that was executed to a T, up 11, that basically puts the game away up eight. Like you got to think a couple more minutes, bleed off the clock. Um, and then Kirby Smart gets the timeout in, and then there was next also play, 12 a, men on
1: the field for the, yeah,
0: which I, I don't know how they missed that call. Cause that is know. that, I don't know if that's reviewable, but I feel like that should be, I don't think it is. So no, it's not, they almost got away with one. And then if you went to the, if you like looked away for a second or you were in a bar, you'd go from, they converted a fake punt to holy shit. Georgia, Georgia is down three, down yeah. score and get the two-point conversion, which ended up mm-hmm. being a huge two-point conversion. Yeah. Um, they're right there, they're right on the door. I thought when they lined up for that kick, too. I mean, the kicker's been consistent all year, from what it sounds like, and just didn't even give give the ball a chance. No,
1: I um, think what was huge Kirby was Kirby got the yeah, Kirby got the timeout off when he iced him before he kicked it. I think there has to be some kind of correlation, whereas if you ice a kicker, but he gets the first kick off, he's like 90% on the second kick. Cause there's been like three bowl games. I lost money on this year where a guy made the kick, then missed it or missed it, then made it like whatever. I didn't need. I think if he got the first kick off and missed that badly, I think he would have made the second one. Cause it's one of those things where it's like, all right, it's either I made it and I'm like, okay, just got to hit another one, like a free throw. Or it's like, all right, I missed that one. What did I do wrong? I'm going to go back and fix it.
0: If he missed it that badly after the timeout, you just have to be rattled in your own head. And I don't yeah, know. Because that one was bad. Um, I know the Eagles, Cody Parkey, I know he got iced and made the first one and then went back in the double joint captain. But um that's what it comes down to in these big games. It comes down to one play, one call. Uh they they had their opportunities, but so I mean, speak speaking Lame- of
1: kickers, Dom, I want to ask you this real quick because I remember the Penn State, Ohio State game. Penn State's kicker was fucking terrible. He missed, like, three one-yard field goals, and they kept fucking up. Do you remember that, like, sequence? Yeah. Um, so, it is. yeah, just, what, like, I don't know. So, like, we see a guy like Justin Tucker, and we, we get enough, like, Greg Zerline's pretty good, the Jets kicker. I don't know who the Eagles kicker is, because he really only has to kick extra points. But, like, there's enough good kickers in the league. Where... Like, how is there no good college kickers? There's like two. And like, how do you not just find some kid who's like maybe the fourth hundredth best soccer player in the country and tell them, hey, you can come like let's say they're committed to play soccer at Ohio State. And it's like, hey, I know you're on scholarship to play soccer here, but you're not you're not going to the MLS, like you're not going out wherever you're not, you're going to be like the last guy on the bench. So how about you come kick for me? We keep you on scholarship. You're a fucking football player now at Ohio state and just take these next, you know, red shirt, take this next year and become the best kicker in the country. Like, how is there, how are the college kickers all how so many, bad?
0: How many good kickers are there in the NFL? Like
1: great actors, like, like reliable, like it's a high number. Maybe. It's probably
0: what, of like. Yeah
1: five six like like really reliable like that you like that if if my team is playing them I'm like okay this game's over like they're lining up I don't know like maybe five like the Bengals that's kicker. No good,
0: that's why there's not that many good kickers in college there's not that many in the NFL and they're all spread out true. over even if you say there's 15 good kickers Justin Tucker's older you got some of these other guys still have jobs they're like almost 40 years old so it's like maybe like once a, a year 50, you get a good kicker?
1: When I think of a good kicker in the NFL, I think like 90%. In college, a good kicker is like 60%. Like, I think every kicker in the NFL, damn near at least two-thirds, could have made that 50-yard field goal. Like, a 50-yarder in the NFL is not crazy.
0: Yeah, but there's a reason why he's not going to go to the NFL. And those kicks yeah, exactly. But, like, NFL. where do these NFL kickers come from? I don't know. Like, the wall. Whole- who was the guy that got drafted in like the second round from Florida State? That like oh Guayo, yeah.
1: Well, it yeah. was terrible,
0: but he so was good like- in college.
1: He probably would have yeah. made that. I don't know. It's just wild. It sucks when things come down to a kick. I don't think it was the kicker's fault. Anytime you put a p- player in that kind of position, I don't think they deserve to be like the reason you lost. You can't. Because- no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. it's a fifty-yarder from a kid who's never going to play in the NFL.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So Ohio State, the program's not going over. Obvi- under, it was obviously a little exaggerated, uh, that Michigan loss. Um, but speaking of Michigan, should Michigan be nervous that either is going to leave or that maybe they can't win the big one? Ohio State used to be the big one. Now the big one is the, the playoff. Last year they lost this year, going in as eight-point favorites, losing by a touchdown. Um, what do you think Michigan fans are feeling right now?
1: So I heard a quote um, on a podcast. I, I I think it was Buckeye talk. Uh, it might've been another Ohio state podcast, but regardless, it was watching those games Saturday. Uh, there was something that's pretty evident. Michigan's program top to bottom is built to beat Ohio state. Ohio state's program top to bottom is built to win a national championship and beat playoff teams. And that was really evident on Saturday because you have Michigan who dominates Ohio state, you know, well, depends on how you read the game, of course, because obviously it was a lot of broken plays. It was a lot of this, but in the scoreboard, they won that game, especially the second half, they ran away with the game. And then you watch them against TCU. And I mean, they have constant mistakes. Like they should have won that game. They threw three pick sixes and had, Three times inside the red zone, inside like the 10 yard line, they didn't score. It's which is inexcusable. So that's a that's 35 points right there that like are should be on the scoreboard or shouldn't be. And they just same thing as Georgia last year, they just don't look prepared. Like their defense looks extremely like it's like Swiss cheese, like TCU. Every time TCU needed a big play and it looked like Michigan was about to grab the momentum and like prove they were the better team, TCU would get some gigantic offensive play or they would get another interception. Like Max Duggan didn't even play well. You could argue he through two interceptions. He, th- he completed like 50% of his passes. I mean, he was not lights out. Like he, like many people probably would have thought he had to be to get to the championship. And I think Michigan has a playoff problem where I think they finally got to a place where they can beat Ohio state, but they don't have the top end talent to compete in the playoff outside of those rivalry circumstances, which definitely throw a wrench into things. And I think Harbaugh is going to leave. I think he's going to take the Colts job. He's already in the Colts ring of honor. He's done like he can leave Michigan right now without a national title. And it becomes like, This is the guy who solved the Ohio state issue. This is the guy who got us over the one big 10 championship made the playoffs. Like no one can say a bad thing about him. Cause like when he was hired and you, if you said you made the semifinals twice and beat Ohio state twice, everyone would have been happy. Even if you said that two years ago, I think it's time for him to get out before people start to, it becomes like a Ryan day thing where it's the only thing that comes, becomes asked is, did you beat Michigan Win the Big Ten and win a national championship for a successful year?
0: I think last year, big jump to even get to the playoff, win the Big Ten, and then to do it again this year is obviously impressive. And I think if they play TCU 10 times, they probably win like eight of them or yeah. nine of them, honestly. Uh, TCU just like got that game. It just like got out of control for everybody involved. McCarthy did not play well, did not take care of the ball. Those two pick sixes obviously turn out to be the difference. Um, They turn the ball over three times. They turn the ball over seven times the whole year. So uncharacteristic, but an opportunistic defense. Like those are the, it's both games. A lot of times in the semifinal, we'll see maybe the fourth team like Washington or Michigan state is just in over their head. And it's, you can afford to make those mistakes if you're the, if you're one of the top teams, but both of all of these teams this year, I think, were so evenly matched that it really comes down to, like, the splitting of hairs. And if a couple calls – if that call touchdown doesn't get overturned in the beginning of the game and they don't get stuffed on the one and fumble, it's like you, they, that's like a 50-50 play, both of those on, on what happens. Probably more times than not, they get at least seven points there, probably 14. So I really think it's hard to take a judgment from this game saying that like, horrible – blew it or got, or because I think these teams were really like evenly matched the whole, and the whole year they were so close. I don't think it's fair to say he's got a playoff problem. Yeah. So I mean, I think, think might one- leave. Yeah.
1: I think he's going to leave. Cause I think if you just look at the makeup of college football right now and all the extra things you have to deal with outside of just the game planning and everything and dealing with the media, the NFL, it's not an easier job because there's a ton of pressure in the NFL College, you can usually get a longer tenure. You also get paid a little less. But if you're Jim Harbaugh, it's like he was not necessarily like even like, yes, he came up in the college ranks. But like he made a Super Bowl, like he lost to his brother in a Super Bowl. Like you have to like think about guys like people like, oh, he hasn't won the big one at Michigan. Like, I don't know if in his eyes that was ever like the goal. Like, I'm sure if it was the goal when he got there. But I think if you asked him if he leaves Michigan and goes wins a Super Bowl. I think he could say, like, yes, I'm content with how my career went. Like, I made – I turned the Michigan program around. I beat Ohio State. I got that team to the playoffs where they probably didn't belong. And then I took the NFL job and I made the Colts or made the Broncos or took whoever. Didn't have to worry about recruiting because with this NIL and transfer portal stuff, you are constantly recruiting your own roster. And their recruiting classes lately haven't gotten the bump you'd expect from the playoff like they have the 19th best recruiting class this year. They're doing a lot of this in the transfer portal, which is like harder to sustain. And a lot of their roster is coming up on next year being their last year. Like JJ McCarthy is going to be a junior. Donovan Edwards is going to be a junior. A lot of their offensive line is leaving. I think he's probably looking at this. And again, this is purely speculation. He's probably looking at this. Like, do I want to spend the next X amount of years punching upward trying to get to a place where, and with the 12 team playoff, it's going to be harder for a team like Michigan to win a team that doesn't recruit on that top level, because instead of just, okay, you got to beat Ohio state. And then you're pretty much guaranteed in because the rest of the big 10 is pretty down. So it's like beat Penn state, beat Ohio state. And then you have to win two games to win a national title. Now it's going to become at least win one of those two games, as well as beating so out of USC, um, Penn State, Ohio State, and then there's probably going to be a fourth team. Like I'm sure Wisconsin or Nebraska with their new coaching change will probably come back up. You got to at least beat two of those teams for the opportunity to make the playoff. Where you have to win three or four games to win a national championship. I think it's going to be at least three games, right? Because if it's eight teams, then it goes to yeah.
0: then it goes yeah. to
1: it'd
0: be it four or three if you buy four if you don't. Yeah, so well, I think it'll still, they should still be in. I mean, Penn State was right on the cusp but they lost both those games this year. So Michigan, if he stays, like they would make the playoff. Yeah, they're making the it.
1: playoff, but the hard part is before the hardest part, obviously you still got to win, but the hardest part was getting there. Like if you look at a team like Alabama this year, like Alabama, the hardest part for them was to get to the playoff. You know, like you got to play in the tough SEC, and then once you're there, you got to beat one probably team that's usually undermatched, and then you got to win a big game against either Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. Um, pretty sure that's all the only teams they ever played in, like the teams mm-hmm. they've lost to. So you got to beat one of those teams. That's like once you get there, that's the thing. You just got to win one game because the other team's going to be undermatched or overmatched. Now the thing with Bama is okay, we know we're going to make it. It's easier for us to win a national title now because we're going to run into three, two at least undermatched teams, overmatched teams, and then we'll get back to the big dogs that we would have to play anyway. If you're a team like Michigan, it's like okay, we have to play teams like TCU who are about like equally as talented in those early round games, with for just to get the opportunity to get lucky against a Georgia. And Ohio State, which is like different because of the rival, but in Alabama. I think it's going to get a lot harder for those types of teams while it gets easier for those top, top tier teams like Georgia and Bama. And I think if you're him, why would you want to deal with this NIL recruiting, calling 16 year olds, spending all this time on the road when the NFL is much more specialized? It's like, it's, it's a lot more of a, you know, bring your lunch pail to work type atmosphere with adults around, which, he might be better suited for in his own eyes even, because he left for the NFL once.
0: Yeah. Um, quote from him today about the rumors. I'm aware of the rumors and speculation over the past couple of days. College and NFL teams have great interest in all of our personnel, from players to coaches. I truly, believe that's a testament to the strength of the football program at Michigan. As I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will enthusiastically be coaching Michigan in 2023. It's like not – Agree? great yeah like, that's not confidence. that's not posted, i'm coming back <laughs> michigan posted that like with saying a michigan man through and through they're like did you really read the whole quote because he's like i'm expecting to be back yeah. at least lie and say like you're going to like i'm back. back yeah so i don't know that doesn't seem promising to me um well if you were it, him what would you do because i would go to the nfl it's tough because obviously he knows he can succeed in the NFL. So it's like a little bit different than some of these other guys making the jump, like when Matt Rule made the jump, and just spit up all over himself, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um but he's been there before, but the job security in Michigan, like if he wants the Michigan job is his until the job is his until he doesn't want it. He could go to the Colts and he's in the ring of honor, like you said, and then it could be like three years from now. He's getting run out of town and they got Another, they got like another old quarterback in there trying to make things work. And they he's running Jonathan Taylor 35 times a game and they're not winning the division, but that's a division that's winnable. And that's probably very winnable. And you have, you have your pick a quarterback. If they lose to the Texans, which
1: I'm starting to think might happen, they're going to have a top three pick. You're going to get one of those three guys. And if you want to trade up, you get whoever you want.
0: Are they sitting on four wins right now?
1: They are either four or five. I All I know is I heard someone say that if they lose, they get a top three pick, and the Texans would be second and the Bears would be first.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, they have four wins. The Texans have two. So I was going to say if they only three and they lost to the Texans, the Texans were jumping, but that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, um, so, I mean, still a top three pick. Some pieces division in place. And
0: it prevents your um stops your division rival from getting number one play.
1: Yeah. So I think if they if if you if my selling point is like if, if I'm Harbaugh, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm like, yes, I'm at my alma mater. Yes, I want to win them from my alma mater really badly, but like I turned this program around. Like when I got here, they had lost X amount of straight games, and like, yeah, it took him a while to their rival. they Never even sniffed like the playoff for a BCS game besides like that one with Brady Hoke with the uh, Deron Robinson. They'd never come near a big 10 championship. I won back-to-back big 10 championships. I beat Ohio state twice, including once in Columbus. I made the playoff two times. I got your program in the right direction. I'm going to go to the team that is in the worst division in the NFL that has the number three pick in the draft. Let's say they, let's say they lose this weekend and I'm going to go to a place where I was also the quarterback. And I don't know, man, like if let's say, let's say he hands this, you know, the keys to the car over to whoever from Michigan. And then he goes, he gets a five-year deal in the NFL. Cause he's he's going to have to get paid handsomely to come back to the NFL. Like he has a lot yeah. of leverage right now. Yeah. He went to a super bowl with, he, I mean, he, he turned Alex Smith's career around and then he went to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick who like, you know, obviously there was a lot of other things involved there, but before he even started kneeling, he proved he was a bad quarterback and that Harbaugh like was able to make that happen. And then he turned around Michigan. He's got a great track record. I think he could go to a lot of GMs and be like, Hey, give me five or six year contract. Give me X amount of millions. And in five or six years, if it doesn't work out, and Michigan doesn't work out either, he could always go back there.
0: Yeah, and look at the standings. Uh, the only team that would could jump them, if they win, they'll fall behind the um, Cardinals, who probably who aren't taking a quarterback, uh, the Broncos, who are not taking a quarterback, and the Rams, who are not going to take a quarterback. So they'll still – The Rams pick the
1: Lions, so –
0: I don't think the Lions take quarterback either. Yeah, I don't think get more into that as the draft gets closer. Um, So this worst division in football. Five years from now, could we be talking about a division with Trevor Lawrence, Will Levis, and Bryce Young? Could this potentially become the best division in football? Yeah. So I mean,
1: I think if you're looking at or or
0: does if Harbaugh goes to the Colts. Bryce Young goes to the Texans, let's say, and he has his pick at five. And he picks CJ Stroud. Talk about a little storyline, a little Michigan. Yeah. Michigan, we always thought we again we have then we'd have Harbaugh and uh and Stroud in Indianapolis, home of the Big Ten Championship. Talk about full circle there.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would definitely be pretty cool, like getting together you're CJ Stroud and you're getting coached by the guy who prevented you from playing in Indy. Indy would be a great place for Stroud too, because they play in a warm weather. It's, you know, another thing that's fucking wild. If you ever think about it is the Cowboys are in the NFC East and the Indianapolis Colts are in the AFC South. Like if you ever want to think like, there's a lot of things like that, but so you're in a warm weather division. You're going to play. Half your game's inside a year. The Texans have a dome. Mm, Jacksonville's...
0: Than, yeah, warm.
1: Yeah, Jacksonville's Tennessee's gonna, warm.
0: Tennessee's building a dome.
1: And they're building a dome in Tennessee. If you saw how CJ played indoors, I don't know how big of a factor that is, but definitely had his best game of his career indoors. So, the I mean... playoffs are
0: typically outside, though, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, if you win enough games, they're at your place. That's true. And the Super Bowl's never in cold weather.
0: That's yeah, also true.
1: So um, I think that would definitely be interesting. I personally, I mean, see, you have to like take some things out of it. Like obviously if I was a football coach and I could win Ohio state, a national title, I'd want to do everything I could, but sometimes you have to be a professional, like the writings on the wall. I mean, it's pretty clear that he would have to get Michigan up a couple octaves in the recruiting rankings to actually get them to be able to compete for four quarters in a playoff game Um, with the likes of like a jerk. Cause this, mind you, like they lost to TCU, That's probably but TCU
0: doesn't have that recruiting base either. That's what I'm saying. You don't need that. You don't need that strong. But
1: TCU also like if I was I was gonna say this earlier, but I thought it was kind of in bad taste. The reason we had two such good semifinals, in my opinion, at least, was because this was the first time that the two worst teams played each other. Like Michigan earned that two seed. They beat Ohio State, but like on neutral field. Imagine if it was Georgia Michigan. TCO Ohio state, then it's a whole different ball game.
0: You're, you're going to be eating your words next week. When, I think, uh, I think it's Georgia Dug, when, Max Dug, when Max Duggan's holding that trophy. I think it's Georgia by at least two touchdowns. Well, that's the line. So it's not a cr- the craziest of takes.
1: <laughs> I, I think
0: it might be at least three touchdowns. All right. All right. Yeah. Go for the alt spread. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy Um, My last note about that game I don't know who JJ McCarthy thinks he is, but like standing out watching the ceremony is clearly for the picture, clearly for the Instagram. His it's the Stefan Diggs thing for for the for the post game. He answered like one question and, and then, then got the up next and time they did a rant and he's like, "We'll be back." And got up and everyone's like online, like, "Who does he think he is?" He threw two pick sixes and he lost to TCU. Like I don't know who you, I like. I don't know who he thinks he is it's not like he's some great guy he's doing this this is the age of the internet and knowing what gets you viral and i think he's just trying to like he's like a fake tough guy yeah he's like oh if they do win, it'll be it'll be a really hard instagram photo but if they like go if harbaugh leaves and they go eight and eight and four it's not going to be be uh as hard um, well, I think
1: the Big Ten next also year also tough
0: seeing seeing that with your dad and your girlfriend.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna
0: break that out to get into that. But that, is no. that insult to injury, right there. Yeah. Uh. Um, real quick. Yeah. Real quick before we get into
1: NFL. Obviously, you're a Penn State fan. You're following them probably closer than just about anyone. I'm an Ohio State fan. We both follow Michigan because that's our rivals. Um. Just thinking of even just backfields in general, but. Overall talent you got next year, you're going to have the winner of Stroud and Brown for Ohio State with Travion Henderson, Marvin Harrison, Emeka Abuka, Mayan Williams. They bring back everyone on the offense except the quarterback. And then I think the offensive line is the biggest issue there. But Ohio State stacked again, new quarterback though. Penn State, you have five star Drew Aller, you have five star Singletary in the backfield, you bring him back the number one left tackle on the draft. They just got a couple receivers out of the transfer portal. Receivers probably going to be your weakest spot unless you guys got someone behind Parker Washington who's good. And Michigan, you got JJ McCarthy coming back, you got Donovan Edwards coming back. And then I don't know about the receivers, to be honest. But still, what do you think of the Big Ten next year? Is it going to be better than the SEC? Because SEC, Georgia and Alabama losing a lot.
0: Um, They always lose a lot. They'll be fine. That's true.
1: But still, um, I mean, Bryce Young to Milrow is a big drop-off if you watched any of those games with it, where he played.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's always competitive. I think it's hard to say that it'll be bigger, better than the SEC when after those three it kind of drops off. Maybe Fickle can have like a quick impact at Wisconsin. Um, but I'd take if, you did, if there was a Big Ten SEC challenge I think it'd be pretty lopsided if you took the number one from each and play each other matched them up all the way down. Um, I don't know where the advantage for the big 10 is. Maybe if Penn state's playing the third best team in the sec, which we obviously saw LSU play Purdue and that ended in a a massacre TKO. Like that was horrible. Yeah. Um, So probably not, but I think the door is open for Penn state. If there's going to be a year to make a run, is Penn Michigan State probably the best team I think that they're going to play next year? I think Ohio State is going to be some growing pains with the new quarterback. We play in Columbus, and then the whiteout will be against Michigan. And also, and Michigan have had a little home team wins recently. So, even 11 and 1, if one of those games is extremely tight, we saw this year 11 and 1 in the Big Ten was enough to get you in. So, with the new quarterback, five stars all on the line in the backfield next year is the year because i think in two years they'll definitely make the playoff first year of the expanded playoff second year with Oller under center and they're kind of perennially in the top 12 but next year could be a really fun year an opportunity for penn state to make the 14 playoff and potentially compete to win a big 10 championship
1: so is next year so with what we know about the four team versus the 12 team, you only got to win two games in the four team, which I personally think that's a huge difference because having to beat, let's say, you know, you're probably going to have to go through a USC, a Penn state type team in the early rounds. Then you face another one of those. Then you're going to have to play a Georgia and Alabama type, knowing what we know about, the fewer playoff games. Do you think next year is the year for Penn state kind of like a year early while you still have some of the veterans and like the offensive line coming back, or do you think it's going to be Aller and Singletary's third year?
0: I mean, I think I disagree a little bit with your take on like the playoff expansion, making it harder one. So I'd probably say two years because this year it's like, there's no room for error with Penn state. You almost have to run the table in the big 10. Even Ohio State lost one game, which was close until the fourth quarter, and they needed a lot of things to break right for them, championship weekend, just to even get in. And I think Penn State's more suited to, like, play, to get hot at the right time and maybe reel off a couple than they are to, like, go into Columbus and win and then also win at home in Michigan and then go to Indy and be, like, a Wisconsin or a Purdue. So I think that the the room for error gives a team like Penn State a better opportunity.
1: So you think Penn State has a better chance of beating four good teams in a row in the playoff than they do of having a perfect regular season or close to perfect? Yeah. Okay. So That's I don't fair. think it would be
0: four good teams. I think if you do well in the regular season, it's three games, and one of them would be – if not, you'd assume that they'd be in the top eight and maybe if they split those games and then it's a, a home game – against a lesser opponent, which could be, like, the group of five winner, which which we obviously took Tulane, balled out against USC, but maybe that game's differently if there's, like, playoff implications. Yeah. Um, but, like, or the other teams, like, obviously Tennessee looked good and, like, Clemson looked good, but, like, you're going to have to win the big games anyway. So maybe next year. I feel like next year you've got to win four big games. They're just not all in a row. That's true. So. Um, all right. Moving on to the big boys. Yeah. So Dom, are you speaking of never nervous, where do we sit with the Eagles right now? I went from so like Super Bowl or bust and now like the sky is fallen. <laughs> and it's like I don't even my expectations are all the way back on the ground. Injuries all over the place. Like Lane Johnson getting hurt. Mm-hmm. is massive jalen hurts getting hurt um obviously proving that he's the mvp because the offense without him looks inept but should be back this week
1: uh, i don't know if it was inept against the cowboys
0: yeah the cowboys are frauds they they my wee football team can on the cowboys i think i could get <laughs> open i think i today could get open on trayvon diggs um if i gave him a little double move uh, yeah, but, like, they just looked so bad against the Saints. Turnovers were a little bit of an issue in Dallas. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely nervous because if they lose to the Giants, the season will be over. They will be the five seed. They will not win three road playoff games. They could win two home playoff games. They cannot – teams don't win three road playoff games. Luckily, the Giants well, – besides locked, the Giants. <laughs> yes, other than the Giants. Luckily, the Giants are locked into the six seed – um, they will presumably be not playing all of their starters the entire game. That would be – Ah, the Giants as a English. franchise are known to play their guys,
1: even when they're locked in.
0: I would be – I think you got to give Barkley a rest. I don't even know who the backup quarterback is. I don't think – I think even if just Saquon's out, that kind of changes the game. The Eagles right, I like every- the
1: Eagles minus 14. I do.
0: I'm, I'm just saying. They have everything to play for. I don't know if they'll cover. But if Hurts is playing, be hard-pressed if they lose. Um, so I think i will get the one seed. I think we'll be okay. Don't know what's going to happen, though. We didn't really talk about it with everything that went on in the Monday night game. But decisions will have to be made for what to do with that Bills-Bengals game. I would be kind of surprised if they moved the whole playoffs back. But anything like – that pushes everything back would probably end up being advantageous to a team like the Eagles, who's been injured a lot recently, but I really don't know what is going to happen with that game because there's lots of implications with the AFC North and the one seed and two seed. Cause now the Ravens, if they just don't count the game as a no contest, then that would clinch the division for, the Bengals, Cincy, theoretically. Yeah. so which so. that almost would like if the Ravens there know they're out, then like I don't know what's gonna, we don't really know what's gonna happen there, and it's like not worth the time to speculate about how they're gonna do it because I'm sure they'll make a decision soon and we can talk about it then. Um, but yeah, I'm nervous about the Eagles, I don't know. I mean, once you get to playoffs, you're gonna be nervous anyway, so I'm hoping that they can win and get the bye. And then I'll be feeling good again. I just need to see Jalen Hurts out there moving, throwing the ball and and doing well. And if I see that, I'll be not as nervous. But once he gets to the playoffs, like any given Sunday. Yeah, so I
1: think this is like a broader conversation. And we're obviously going to hit on the Jets in a little bit with the sky falling there. But I think the NFL is like a a larger conversation about expectations. I think college football – is one of those rare sports where you kind of set your expectations at the beginning of the season. Whereas like every year, Ohio state, it's like, okay, you have to beat Michigan. You have to make the playoff and you have to win the big 10. And then depending on your team, it's national championship or bust. Like, Very rarely do you get halfway through a season and you're like, I just want to win the Rose Bowl if you're an Ohio State fan. If you're a Penn State fan, it's a little different because obviously if Penn State ran the table, you made the playoffs and you lost first round as the one seed. I'd imagine you'd be upset still, but you'd still look back at it as be a good season. I think college football is very much like your program exists within its own expectations and you, you know, you are content or not content within that. I don't know how you yeah. feel about that. No, yeah, that I makes
0: think it's a lot of sense. I think it's like yeah, like a like year where a team like TCU now, it's like all right, like we can have we can win a national championship. They were like hoping to compete in the Big Twelve.
1: Yeah, I mean, even TCU, like if they lose, if they lose by three touchdowns on Monday night, it's still a, a super it, successful year.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And like same thing with Michigan, like they lost, but that's still an awesome season for Michigan. They made the playoff. They followed it up, proved last year wasn't a fluke, and. I mean, Penn State, they won the Rose Bowl. I think if I told you at the beginning of the year, Penn State would have two losses to playoff teams and they win the Rose Bowl, you'd be pretty content. Like, I think the NFL, you manage expectations as things go along. Like, the Jets this year won their – I mean, if they lose, they'll have won seven games. If you told me at the beginning of the season seven games when the total was set five and a half and that we'd have the offensive and defensive rookie of the year – I'd be extremely content. The issue is, as the season moves along, you know, you start the year five and two, six and three, beat the Bills. Zach Wilson ends up getting benched. We find out he's not the guy. You end the year on, if they lose tomorrow, a six-game losing streak, I think it'll be? Mm -hmm. Six? Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, yeah. That's that's a change in management expectations. I think I told you at the beginning of the year, the Eagles were going to win... What are they going to win? 13 games, 14,
0: games, Fourteen. 14
1: games. yeah, 13, 13 games, minimum, probably 14 games because they're double digit. They're two touchdown favorites. I'd imagine they'll win at the least. Um, Jalen hurts. Looks like the guy like it doesn't look like get, going into the year. People forget like that was a big question is like Jalen hurts going to be someone you upgrade on. Even though you made we'll, the playoffs, we'll
0: him. check the tape, but I think I had a bet about him winning either MVP or Super Bowl MVP. And like, I think it was Super Bowl MVP. Which like not yeah, that one's not dead. MVP MVP's dead. It almost it's not incredibly no. far-fetched to say that the quarterback of the number one seed could win the MVP. Exactly. So, no, people were so, saying if, if there's gonna be a clip out there, if you're saying you thought that Jalen Hurts would be here when we have the Super Bowl media week, you're crazy. I'll be able to pull up our podcast and say, me, me, bitch. I said this for the <laughs> jump.
1: Um, but now it's it. like the Eagles. If you, if you guys lose first round, that's a disappointing year, but like, you still won 14 games. You still found out your quarterback's yeah. the guy and you were still with a one seed. Like if I told you at the beginning of the year, you'd be elated, but like it's NFL. Like I think pro sports in general, but like I think NFL is one of those sports, especially that like, it's such a volatile sport and things change so much year to year that your expectations rise and fall with the tides, which is like very different from a lot of sports.
0: Yeah. Speaking of hurts in the quarterback, who will be quarterbacking the New York jets next year? Derek Carr stepping away from the Raiders um, possibility Lamar. I think he can still get tagged. He can get so tagged he's not two so more times. Yeah. So Holby in Baltimore, but There's going to be a new quarterback in New York. We just don't know who.
1: Yeah, I would put my money on Jimmy G right now. Um, I just think if Salah – and I think if Salah doesn't make the playoffs next year, they'll get fired, which is kind of unfortunate, considering that'll be three years and out for a staff that seems to be doing, for all intents and purposes, a pretty good job, especially the GM. I mean, anytime you draft –
0: It's tough to blame Salah for Zach Wilson. He's doing the best he can in a bad situation.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you're the coach, you're the GM. You had the second overall pick. Like, yes, it would have been nice to just take Trevor Lawrence. And, like, who knows what Justin Fields is going to become? Who knows what Mac Jones is going to become? Even Trey Lance. We've seen less out of Trey Lance than we have about Zach Wilson. just about
0: anyone in the NFL.
1: Yeah. And, you know, but – if you're, you know, if you're the coach at GM, Zach Wilson was your guy and he has proven to be the worst, even though we don't know anything like Mac Jones doesn't look good. Justin Fields, you know, is, is he capable of winning a game with his arm? We don't know. Trey Lance, again, we know nothing about. Even Davis Mills, like he's kind of, he's probably going to get, you know, moved into a backup role full time. But like Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in that draft. And you picked him number two and you could have stuck with Sam Darnold, which is another variable. You could have traded the pick. Like you made Zach Wilson, your guy and you did well enough this year in the draft last year in the draft in order to buy yourself the opportunity to have a second quarterback. But I don't know. I think because of that hot seat, I think they're going to go Jimmy G. They're familiar with him. The coaching staff has worked with him. He's he's worked in the system. He's made the super Bowl in the system. Uh, And I think they'll draft offensive line heavy this year. I think the issue with, I would love to have Lamar. He's the most electric player in the NFL, but if Baltimore is willing to move on from Lamar Jackson, I don't think anyone should want Lamar Jackson or at least to invest heavily in him because Baltimore is one of the smartest franchises in the league. And they've had to like cater their entire roster to the fact that this guy misses at least four games a year.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair. And he's going to get, someone's gonna if Baltimore doesn't pay him, he's going to get paid somewhere.
1: And you got to yeah. trade for him too. That's like a, it's like a Watson Wilson thing where it's like, here's our next two to three first round picks and $250 million. And if he sucks or if he's hurt, like those two guys seem to be, you're stuck. For at least four years.
0: Yeah. But if he seems like he's not going to sign with Baltimore long-term, that could make his trade value go down. So
1: Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think if I had to put money on it, my number one bet would be Jimmy Garoppolo. Number two, I'd say Derek Carr. And then number three, I could see them going for a guy like Ryan Tannehill and just trying to figure it out for a year. Maybe you throw Zach Wilson on the bench, and you're like, hey, we're still not going to give up on you, but we're going to give you a year of figure out what the fuck you do, Chunky. And then it's like, okay, maybe we give you a shot. But, I mean, if they – let's say they lose and they get, like, the 10th pick. If a quarterback's there, do you take one? I don't think you can, but – It's
0: probably not.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it's like CJ Stroud, because a lot of people thought Stroud was going to fall before that game. If it's a guy like Stroud, let's say he falls. I would take a guy like him just because there is a foundation there, but I don't think you could take another project. Like, I don't think you could take a Will Levis or Richardson from Florida after what happened with Zach and what happened with Darnold.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that, even though Levis will probably go higher than. I think he might go one. Just crazy because he just like appeared on draft boards and then – honestly did not light up the world this year and just didn't move off draft boards, but we'll see. People think he's going to be Josh Allen. Um, Maybe he will be, we don't know.
1: Yeah. He's got all the tools and he has two years in that Rams pro style offense. So I think there's definitely selling points. I mean, he, he's known to be a kid who can pretty much convince anyone to run through a brick wall, which is obviously one of those things that these types of people in those positions look for. So it'll be really interesting to see, because on one hand you have like Will Levis, the prototypical, like if, if someone was going to play a quarterback and like a, you know, a movie, he's your guy. Yeah. But, and then you have Bryce Young, who's like my height, 180 pounds, but like a fucking wizard. <laughs> so yeah. it's very interesting to see how this, this crop of quarterbacks is evaluated.
0: Yeah. I'm sure after the season ends, we'll get a lot more into the draft, but um, moving on to uh, some more housekeeping things almost. It is the new year. So we're going to do some new year's resolutions. We can look back on a year and say, what do we want? Not necessarily personally. I'm sure we all have some personal resolutions to save money, right? Get fit. We're talking just, <laughs> For the pod, for the brand, what do we want to see in the next year? So I have a couple right now. I can start one, which is definitely going to be achieved website for Cooler Talk going live soon. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, it's live. People know me. I'm known for my blogs. Um, That's kind of a joke, but going to get back into the blog game, which will all be on the website, all the podcasts, which will be super exciting way to have everything that we do um in one place that was my project over the holiday break when I was out from the office so that is number one and will be achievable I want more structure I want to see us maybe develop uh, some segments back with never nervous um because during the NFL season it's easy to just talk about the games and get lost in it but when the NFL ends we will need to find direction um and then we talked about this earlier off off air get some interviews, get some people in here. Um, we've had a couple, nobody, uh, nobody crazy, but you got to start somewhere. So Hey, Mike Mastriani, now no, an yeah. assistant coach. That's the yeah. talk bump. That's the, bu- yeah. <laughs> I mean, Illinois state watch out. They're going to make a run in March. So <laughs> that'll be fun when we have a contact. we can call them when they, uh, make, make a little run as a 15 seater. Um, but maybe make that more of a staple. So those are my, the three on my on my big board.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to get back into um, blogging. If pe- people who know me who are listening right now, they I don't know, they may or may not remember uh, conparshmba.org that I <laughs> I I accidentally <laughs> bought the .com and the .org and I couldn't use the .com so I'd use the .org. Um clearly I had no fucking idea what I was doing, but I used to write scouting reports like pages on pages of like the top 60 NBA prospects and I would watch like Euro league films. So like definitely not as um, in depth as that, uh, as my, you know, uh, my dream of being like a a scout GM type personnel guy in the NBA kind of came and came and went, Um, had a lot of cool experiences with that, but getting back into the blogging um, probably a lot of Ohio state offseason stuff, some jet stuff, especially with, how interesting those off seasons are going to be with the future quarterback. i um, just getting ideas onto paper so we can bring them to the pod with a little more structure, as Dom said. Um, as far as the guests go, I want me and Dom have talked off air about this. Just want to be able to like grow our audience a little bit, kind of get some people who can maybe get, get some of this out there. Obviously we understand that there's not a million people listening to this, but it starts with the 26 or however many repeat listeners on a weekly basis we get, you know, a couple hundred every once in a while on an episode. Um, Must've been my, my mistake or something, but uh, definitely something we want to look forward to is building the audience. And then uh, also like dipping into some things that aren't sports. Uh, We started off by doing that, which was cool at the beginning. Obviously football season is going to be super busy for us, but Similar to some podcasts that me and Don both listen to. um, just kind of using the off season from football as as time to try new things and get some different interesting people on the podcast would be would be how I want to go into the new year. So it's it's it's, get on the bandwagon now, is what I would say.
0: Yeah. We're leaving trains leaving the station. So there'll be many stops, but you can have the the ticket of being the first one on. Um those are the first one on.
1: Should yeah, tell so about the, pool? The,
0: the bowl pool. If you've been up to keeping track on ESPN, in an, uh, a way you couldn't script, me and Colin finish two three, potentially tied because I think you're taking Georgia. I'm taking TCU, yes. so we would end up end up tied if TCU covers. But first place will be the first guest, Aaron Crist. Um <laughs> He gets uh, mentioned on this podcast more than just about anybody. So congratulations. We've reached out, he's debating what he wants to speak about. He'll be back on the first repeat guest. Um, but yeah, an astonishing like 26 and and 15 against the spread, finishing three and nine. He came out of the gate like 20, like 21 and 7, maybe. So uh hopefully he's been all those games, get get hot at the right time. Yeah, Ball, bowl pool champion. Uh, we'll be on to talk about the bowls and whatever, whatever he wants. So that'll be. Moving in the direction of trying new things, because I think we're going to try to talk about something maybe not sport related that that Aaron can teach us something about maybe. Um,
1: Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out. Um, My girlfriend's mom came in fourth. She loves sports, but she like admittedly had like really no clue, I guess, about like spreads (laughs) and stuff, or at least. Not enough of a clue that she like was shocked when she came in fourth, and she beat her husband by nine picks, which is pretty hilarious.
0: Because she,
1: uh, he listened, so he had his family do it. I'm really glad I finished above
0: all of them. That would have been really tough to to deal with, (laughs) with the amount of time I spent. And fourth is really like second. Yeah, exactly. Me and you being two and three. Um. So, so we're running a little long here, and I know we got to get off. So we'll do this last part quickly. Um, The seven seed in the NFL playoff, uh, safe to say, seven might be too many teams. Um, We're going to get a couple stinker playoff games that are going to be blowouts. I think Six is the perfect number. The Giants, the year they had, deserved to be in. Um, If the Seahawks get in, I'm going to watch and I'm not going to like it. But we have an interesting story that I just want to bring up quickly that I saw someone talk about deep in the message boards and the Twitter threads. could be activated off IR this week. Matt Stafford for the Rams. Rams playing Seattle. Maybe they shut him down for the year, but maybe Matt Stafford comes back, tries to repay the city of Detroit by beating <laughs> Seattle and opening the door for an epic Sunday night showdown in Lambeau Field. Packers win in their end. Seahawks need a win and a Lions win, and the Lions need a win and a Seahawks loss. NFC, real quick. Who, who are you taking to, to get that seven seed in the NFC?
1: I think it's going to be the Packers, and I would not want to see them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, Packers,
0: I have, as I, someone who placed a Super Bowl future on them, I really hope they win. <laughs> so that Super Bowl future being back alive would be an incredible turn of events. Um, I'll go out on a limb. I'll pick Detroit. I think things are going to break their way. They're going to get the win in Lambeau Sunday night. The Rams are going to get things done early. Be great story. Um, all-time season there. So that's what I'm rooting for. So that's what I'm going to pick. Then in the AFC. We might get another eight in the AFC. Of- are you seeing this? There's eight teams that can make it? Is there something? No, no,
1: no. There might. So they're going through all the scenarios. This is from Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk on Twitter. I made sure it wasn't a parody account. Don't yes. worry. Um, so they're going through all the possible scenarios. With obviously... Um, prayers out for that tragedy on Monday night. We didn't really talk about it much because there's not much that needs to be said that hasn't already been um, besides mm-hmm. the fact that obviously thoughts and prayers are with uh, families of everyone involved. Anyway, um, there is a scenario where they're either going to have the one, the top two teams there. It looks like they're not playing the game. So the top two teams are either going to get to choose between home field and a buy. So essentially, once you get the bye, you go to being the two seed if they were to play each other or they would have it. So any matchup between Cincy, um, the the Bills and the Chiefs, any of those combinations would be played on a neutral field if we got there or there might be they might be adding an eighth playoff team. So that way no one gets a bye and everyone has home field at least for one round. That would be crazy. So then if you bring in, they the do age,
0: in the NFC too,
1: I haven't read, I haven't had enough time to read up this on it. It seems enough.
0: like tinfoil. No, well, it's, you know, it's being
1: like report. It's on Twitter, like actually being reported by like reputable sources that it's an option out there. It's not like, I don't think they'll do it, but like that brings alive the jets, the Browns, and a number of other teams into the playoff picture, whereas the Jets...
0: Oh my I, God. Give it up! Give it up, dude! I would rather the Jets oh lose and get a top God. 10 pick.
1: I don't want to play in the playoffs. This team is fucking oh bad. We God. have no quarterback. Mike White is not the answer. Nothing. I didn't know but, where this was
0: going to go. I didn't think you were going to tell me that the Jets could make the playoffs.
1: Well, you think that's bad? The Browns, if the Browns win, the Jets win, the Bills win, and the Jaguars win, the Browns somehow win a tiebreaker over three teams that beat them who have the same record as them, and they make the playoffs because they would have to do a tiebreaker within the AFC East. So only one of those teams make it because it'll be like a six-way tie for the last seed. So then the Patriots would make the playoffs because they win the tiebreaker over the Dolphins and the Jets, the three-way tiebreaker, and then the Browns make it as well. So it would be Pat's Browns. But I yes. think they're going to stick with seven. And as someone with a Patriots to miss the playoffs future, them getting in as the eighth seed would piss me the fuck off.
0: <laughs> uh, that bet would be void. I'm sure. That yeah, that
1: would be but it should have been um, one.
0: Even if it's void, it should be one. That's true. Maybe it will be one because it's top yeah. seven. Um. So who's your pick to make the, the last team in the AFC? Um, Assuming that this is... Uh, assuming it's only seven, seven. Yeah.
1: I'm going to say... I would like it to be the Dolphins because that means they beat the Jets, but I really think it's going to be the Steelers. I think the Patriots think are going to going lose to be the
0: Steelers too,
1: and I think the Jets are going to win. And I think it's going to be steel unless Zach Wilson's the starter. I think it's going to end up being Steelers going to Cincinnati in the two seed.
0: Whoa, well, with Cincinnati, I don't think Cincinnati would be the two.
1: They would. It'd oh, be, I thought it would be, be
0: Buffalo or Kansas City. So Cincinnati's getting the one.
1: If they win against the no. Ravens? No, they'll be the th- three. Oh, okay. Because well, either they, way, they, right I think now the they have eleven
0: wins, Bills have 12, Chiefs have 13. Um, we don't need to see Chiefs Steelers part two. Yeah. And
1: maybe no. we'll get it. Yeah. So I think it's gonna be the Steelers because I just classic Jets, the Jets are gonna win, but lose the previous six weeks that they only needed to win one of to make the playoffs. But they'll win so they don't yeah. get a top ten pick, and they probably won't get either of the left tackles they want.
0: Yeah, that's how it goes. That's, that's how it goes. Oh, <laughs> and then... Last thing, um, that team that I drafted live on our uh, fantasy well, fantasy team, I drafted live on the podcast, champions. Let's go. So we freaked out. It was like maybe it was a uh, draft all over the place, took Herbert, took Eckler, took Mike Williams on the first four rounds, and then double tight end with Kelsey and Kittle all year. Took home the championship and no, no left no room for doubt with how that Monday night game ended. Um He had Evan McPherson left, and I was up by 31, so would have taken about six 50-yard field goals to yeah. make it compet to even just be a one-point game. So, champions. This one, that one was for the pod. So, we're all we all are champions.
1: <laughs> all right, that's it. That's a hot start. That was in the yeah. early days
0: of the pod. That was on the it way to. That was like with well, the third episode, maybe.
1: Yeah, so with that being said, looking forward to uh, a lot of growth in the year 2023 for the Cooler Talk pod and CoolerTalksports.com. Yes, so just, Not just dot org. Remember to, That will Yes, not.org. If we need .org, that means .com didn't work, and it means we're <laughs> going back to our old shit. But once that's up and running, we'll add that to the link tree. We'll probably be sending that out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, try and get more into the TikTok game. Uh, similar how game. we were at the beginning so it's a young man's game but damn it we're gonna try <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said everyone enjoy your weekend and uh catch it the next water break